Congratulations, you found the Seven Figures Podcast, all the information that you need to dominate your finances. I'm your host, Sandy Waters. Seven Figures is presented by Family First Credit Union, a helpful, educated team in our community that enjoys helping you live a financially healthy life. A healthy and balanced life, let's say. That sometimes is a struggle, isn't it? Either you wish there was more hours in the day or you could clone yourself so you can get more done. Any of you mastered the work-life balance yet? I surely have not. And that's why I invited Christine Baker Marriage in. Her book, Need More Time? I Can Help. Turn Busy into Productive. Well, thank you so much for taking uh, taking the time <laughs> to be here with us today. I love it. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. So I'm exhausted just reading through <laughs> what you do every day, starting with the family. <laughs> Yes. How many children do we have? So I have five children uh-huh. all together from the ages of seven to 23. I did have four early on. So they're 23, 22, 17, 16. And then I had a little bit of a gap. <laughs> and I have a seven-year-old as well. Uh, amazing children, but they do keep me busy. Yes. And Big I'll time. put that under, that's one of your jobs. That's, one that's of the many. definitely one of my okay. jobs. Okay. All right. Managing all of those schedules. Yeah. Um. The time that I wrote the book, I had three businesses. I'm slowly paring those down. Um, and then hopefully by the new year, I only have one job. Wow. <laughs> and uh, looking forward to that. I do own Rock City Wellness um, in Penfield. I'm also a massage therapist and I have a private practice. And then I'm also a work-life balance strategist and I help people and entrepreneurs, small businesses, try and figure out where they're losing all their time. And yeah. so they can become more productive and more successful. Time is money, right? How long have you been doing that? Is that something that over the years of being a successful business owner and managing the family with all the ups and downs you've had in your life? I mean, you've been through a lot. You okay. lost your husband early on. Mm-hmm. I was 30. when 30. He passed. Yep. Yeah. So you were a single mom for a good amount of years. Yep. At the same time of still successfully being a business owner. Mm-hmm. I think it's just a matter of uh, will <laughs> and you just keep going and, you know, having perspectives of, you know, a loss like that really yeah. kind of sets uh, priorities on how you spend your time, what you do with it. Was that your turning point? Yeah. Yeah. He, um, he was about to leave his uh, family business, family owned business and pursue something that he really felt strongly about. Um, and he never, and he never was able to. And so that was a turning point for me because, you know, we were very close and, and, you know, I supported him now a hundred percent, of course, mm-hmm. just knowing that he wasn't able to fulfill his dreams really sent the message home to me that I still have time left and I need to pursue mine. I've always loved the organization side of things. I've always loved, um, I know, don't get me wrong. My house is still crazy, um, but <laughs> no, there's certainly not a place for everything yet. But I'm getting there. <laughs> well, we but. learned last week, though, with <laughs> Sheila Kennedy, that you're supposed to just embrace yeah. the mess. Life is messy. It sure is. <laughs> I've and working I, on that all week. I've been embracing the mess for 23 years. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, not everything has to be perfect. Life is messy. But, but having certain things that are important to you in place and organized um, helps you be more of yourself in other areas. You know, and that's what I try and help people to do, to be more productive so that they can spend more time with their clients or their customers or their family, you know, or or even themselves. The work-life balance is a struggle for everybody. Yeah. 
somebody said to me once, um, work-life balance is impossible. And to some degree, um, I can appreciate that. But your balance and my balance are going to be totally different. Okay. And, and it's never going to be equal. You know, we're never, I don't think we'll ever have um, 50%, you know, harmony, 50% work. You know, I mean, I don't think that's ever going to happen. But the important part of the journey is to strive for it because that's where we find the rich experiences. That's where we find the joys. That's where we find, okay. you know, the the lessons but if we just give up and give all of ourselves to work or to, you know, the children, then there won't be anything left. That being said, you know, boundaries, of course, are an amazing thing. Those are very hard to, to create because we want to please people. We want to make people happy. But boundaries and learning how to say no and learning how to create goals for ourselves all play a part in, yeah. in you know, reaching that, reaching that equality. So you say this and it's like, well, yeah, duh. Right. But, but when we're in this situation, it's how not, do we do that? Because yeah. there, are, there is more demand and pressure on us mm-hmm. to be at every sports game, mm-hmm. every practice. Right. Uh, more demand and pressure on us at work because mm-hmm. we're tethered to work 24-7 with our phone. Right. You laid it out very nice and neat, which I'm an organized kind of girl. <laughs> I, I like that. it. Uh, the I can. Can mm-hmm. you take us through these steps? Because yeah. we all can get there. Absolutely. So I was very sick a year or two ago. Um, and while I was owning all these businesses, I was out of work for six weeks. Could not figure out how to get better. I had the flu. I had pneumonia. I had pneumonia again. I had, you know, I had all of these things just one on top of the other. And I kept waking up with, you can do this, Christine. You can totally do this. You can, you know, you can make all this work. You know, I had five kids at home um, and well, two were in college, but that's okay. You, you know, still, they're mm-hmm. still under my radar, right? And then these three businesses, and, and I felt like everything was failing. And I had to figure out a way on psyching myself up so that I could get up off the couch and still be productive, right? So then I started researching. Um, I was like, well, this ha- can't be the first time this has ever happened. So I started researching the ways that all businesses fail. <laughs> you know, because I was like, if I if I need to kind of nip this in the bud, you know, acutely, I need to focus on all the ways that I think my business could fail compared to statistics or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And I came across these four reoccurring themes, and that was owner burnout, which I was already in, right? I was super sick. Okay. Uh, The second one was lack of unique connection to your client or customer. Um, People are looking for ways to connect with you and not your business. They want to know your story. They want to know your, you know, background. They want to know these things. Um, And then not having that unique connection with your client or customer is such a waste of time because they will, you put forth all this effort into connecting with them and they they don't feel connected. Right. Me. They yeah. they don't hear your story. They don't know your yeah. why or whatever else. And I think we all can relate to that whether we own a business or not. Yeah. Well, okay. it's true for families too. I mean, that's why a lot of relationships break down because you're not you're not able to be present in the time you are sharing with these people that live with you. Yeah. Because you are focused on your phone or your work or, you know, getting somebody to practice or whatever, and you're not, you know, you're not kind of really letting your guard down and connecting. Constantly running through our to-do list right. in our mind. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the third thing that I came up with was lack of automation. You know, we don't, you know, if you've done something once, write the process down and save it. 
by reinventing the wheel every time we try and do something, it's a yeah. huge time waster. Um, it sucks the life out of us. And then the last thing was we have no idea where we're going. No plan in place. No mm. end game. No what do I really want to do with this business or where do I really want to um, be in 10 years with my family? We don't have those goals in place. Now, they don't have to be written in stone, but just to get an awareness around where we want to be so that all of the actions that we take lead us towards that goal. Because if we do not know what our end game is um, and an opportunity comes up that doesn't bring us towards you know, that end game, that's a waste of time. It may be a wonderful opportunity, but it might not be right for us. And that'll help us set the boundaries then. Right. I absolutely. guess if we have a clear image, yep. right? Absolutely. So then, so once I figured out what those four main issues were, I wanted to create solutions, right? I wanted to be able to implement solutions so that my family could help me run the businesses and, and whatever else. And I came up with I can because I wanted to motivate myself that I could really still do this. But also, it's an acronym for Initiate Healthcare, which would, you know, I stands for Initiate Healthcare, which would solve the burnout. Most basic, no bones about it kind of way to say it. You need to take care of yourself, um, both in business and in, you know, at home. And then create unique connections. That stands for the C. And when you create your unique connections, you are able to really um, talk to that other person to create an impression with them, to create a moment in time that they will remember. You know, I tell a story in the book where I go to Wegmans and I meet, you know, I've been going to the same Wegmans for 12 years and there is this really cranky woman at, I, I won't reveal her name, um, but she's, <laughs> oh, you know who you are. You do. Uh, <laughs> she's really cranky and really miserable all the time. And, and I don't even know, I mean, I, I know her name now that I've written the book. I've, you know, taken notice yeah. about it. Um, and then there's this really tall man who's, who's nice, but I, I mean, he's nice. That's all I know about him. Um, but then there was this one time, just one time I met Mike and he was, he told me about how um, his neighbor has likes the same meat that I do in the exact same way. And then he gave me a recipe around that, you know, and I mean, within seven minutes, I knew who this man was, how many grandchildren he had. He's working for Wegmans for 27 years. I mean, you know, so he made an impression on me and he was not afraid to create that unique connection. He was, he felt confident enough to say, you know what? I don't care if you think I'm goofy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> while I'm slicing your Virginia baked ham thinly, you know, um, and, and, and I will always remember him and I always go back to him when he's there. Like, even if I yeah. don't necessarily need deli meat, it's, hey, can I have some cheese? You know, just cause. I enjoy that interaction. But you're right. People, I think, crave genuine, cra mm -hmm. crave real mm -hmm. vulnerability. Yeah. And I think that's why um, podcasts like this are fantastic because, you know, it is a conversation that people can be a part of, albeit, you know, one-sided, but they can still kind of participate in the conversation. Um, I think, you know, Facebook Live videos are really popular because people can see the real you and see the mistakes and see the messy yeah. and see all of the authenticity. You know, creating that connection is what's going to propel us in the future as far as business owners. People don't want, you know, the, the fake, the shiny anymore. They want the real. So the next thing to solve the lack of automation was to automate, just automate everything. You know, we talked about that earlier. Uh, and that really 
does solve so many problems because when, uh, luckily, I did have uh, a notebook uh, for each business. So in the event that I was not able to be there or in the event of my death or in the event of a sale or whatever, I could just literally hand a notebook over that of all my automated processes so somebody could take over and just read the directions. You know, and how awesome is that that I don't have to worry about that and take the time to try and teach somebody a business in, you know, three hours. So that yeah. that's a blessing in disguise for, for anybody, even for, you know, stay-at-home mom. This is what I do on Monday. This is what I do on Tuesday. So if she wants to go away for a week, somebody knows, hey, on Monday we need to go grocery shopping. On Tuesday we need to go, you know, this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and then the last one is navigate your plan. So that stands for the N. You know, navigate where you want to go so that you know what your end game is, you know where you want to be, and all the choices that you make will lead towards that. Now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes we get detoured, you know, and that's totally fine. Life's messy, right? <laughs> but um, <laughs> but at least you know that detour will still bring you to what your end game is. I did I can because I, I think a lot of people are floundering and a lot of people want to do wonderful things with their lives and with their small businesses or with their big businesses, but with all of the business and the hustle and bustle of everyday life and of all the to-dos and all the stupid, you know, little things that we are still obligated to carry out, we often forget the foundation of what we really need to do. At first, we have to do some inventory. i rather, you know, do the morning show and then go home and do all those other things on the computer, Mm -hmm. uh, whatever. And I'm very grateful for the fact that I can be home when the kids get off the bus. Right. But the kids are constantly saying, Ma, you're always in the office. You're always working. You're always working. Because mm-hmm. I got to work. Know. You don't say that to your father who's right. at home till seven. Right. My husband's like, well, just track how many minutes you spend on what right. for a day, a diary. Mm-hmm. Um, and holy crap, I spend a lot of time doing work stuff. I did I, not even realize. Oh, really? Yeah. But, and I think we all kind of fall into that. Yeah. I know for me, too, I get into the mindset, well, just give me 10 more minutes. Just give me yes. 20 more minutes. One more email. Yeah. And then. It'll make me look better to the boss if I mm-hmm. send out this one right. email. And, and that's totally understandable. So here's, um, here's maybe something we both could use. So the day is 24 hours, right? Um, and I divide my life up. This is going to sound really weird and super organized, but I promise it's not. <laughs> but I divide my life up into three categories. It's um, work, home, and personal. Okay. So if there's. Three categories and 24 hours, each category gets eight hours, right? That's the right math, right? <laughs> so, so allow yourself eight hours of work a day. Um, and if you can only work six hours on a Friday, then maybe you work an extra half an hour, you know, the other four days. Or if you have to work on a Sunday morning, get up early Sunday morning before everybody gets up, that's fine. But still allow yourself eight hours for personal time. Um, I usually... That to me means like six, six and a half hours of sleep, maybe a walk, walk with the dog, maybe, you know, work out or whatever, maybe some meditation time, reading time, whatever I decide to do to fill up those eight hours. And then the rest of the eight hours, home How and kids. How do you play meditation time with five kids? <laughs> I, if I don't, <laughs> there might be less kids. <laughs> oh, and it, but do it's, they know? it's do five minutes. The expectation in the house, like, okay. Like, do you have a sign on the outside of your door? This is mommy meditation time. Like, <laughs> no, I usually get up before everybody else does. Okay. And just, you know, just sit. I consider meditation anytime 
that I can sit and just think about nothing, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which yeah, is a beautiful yeah. thing because then I am so much more prepared for all of the thoughts that will come through, yeah. <laughs> you know, that brain of mine throughout the day um, because it's a clear slate. What is one now that you said that you're turning all this knowledge into another side hustle, yeah. uh, coaching other people when it comes to time management. What is that underlying thing that you've noticed with all the individuals that you've worked with? Overwhelmingly, people, I think superficially, people want to be successful and be organized and, and be, um, be everything to everybody. Yes. Um, okay. And Everyone's like, amen. Yeah, right? Yeah. But where we set ourselves up with that expectation is that we can't be everything to everybody. We can only be our best self. And so I think the main underlying theme that I found with my clients over the years is that they don't feel worthy of that success. So they are going to be like, you know what? I'm going to be everything to everybody. And when they fail at that, oh, see, see what I mean? I can't, I can't do it. So we self-sabotage um, because our lack of self-worth. And if we can figure out that our end game and our end game should just be focused on our family and our personal goals, you know, that kind of thing, not being everything to everybody, that expectation gets a lot smaller and the chances of success skyrocket. It really does go back to having that clear Mm -hmm. vision of what you want. Absolutely. I tend to live by two filters. It's got to make me happy or make me money. Right. Otherwise, if it doesn't Mm -hmm. fit those qualifications, then it's just side noise. Absolutely. I think that's a great way to to kind of create boundaries if it doesn't feed you and if it doesn't feed your purpose then you don't need it it's time for the return on investment when we talk about work-life balance time management we've all said it gosh if there was only a few more hours in the day absolutely what is the biggest takeaway the biggest lesson we can learn i have to say if you can consistently work the i can plan i think you'll find that you have many more hours in your day. You won't be reinventing that wheel. You'll know exactly where you're going. And you'll be able to figure out pockets of time where you can take care of yourself and create unique connections. If you consistently work that, if you consistently implement time management into your schedule, your life is going to be so much richer and less busy. Consistently taking care of yourself. Consistently being authentic to your clients and family. Consistently trying to shore up your your processes, or your ideas, or whatever else, and then consistently working towards your goal, I think you're golden. Well, successful mother of five, <laughs> a successful business owner and author and coach, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It was a blast. Health insurance is another hot topic. Next week, all the info you need to know about health savings accounts, HSAs. Is it right for you and your family? Next week on 7 Figures, presented by Family First Credit Union. Thank you so much for checking us out on rochesterbuzz.com and subscribing on iTunes and Google Play. Talk to you next week.